That's something. And welcome to season four, and to a whole new era of Canada's Drag Race. You're about to meet our fabulous new queens. But what they don't know is, the game is about to change like never before. This season, our queens will have more power than ever. But with great power comes great responsibility. But more on that later. Now let's kick things off with our premiere ball. Our queens will show off three looks and all will be judged. Category is First Impressions. I gotta give it to Canada's Drag Race. They did change it up this season. And, uh, uh, you know, I kind, of, I kind of enjoyed it. How did they change it up? Uh, have you watched the show, Tamar? <laughs> Tamar, yes. Uh, I don't want to get sued, so I say Tamar instead of Tamar. You know? Well, uh, there was a, uh, you know, a nobody goes home, which isn't changing anything up, right? Obviously, next week they're going to introduce the Golden Beaver, so I think that's where a twist is. But this particular episode, yeah, okay, they had the ball spread out over three challenges, and they added this rosebud, first impression rosebud, that we don't know what it meant. So I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. Do I don't, I don't know what the huge twist was this episode. Well, I don't think there was a huge twist this episode. I feel like what they changed was the format of like the, the queens coming in and then seeing each other and then doing the, oh my God, where are you from? Oh. And instead it's like you walk right in, then you walk right out. And then we're supposed to pretend later when they all come in together that then they're seeing each other for the first time. But that's yeah. classic Canada. <laughs> right. So I think the like the structural change, like we've talked about so many okay. times, like changing up the changing something up about the format of the right. show, the structure. I think the mini challenge not being a photo shoot, but instead being mm. this like be a showgirl. Here's three different little sets to play on. I felt like all of that was like, did they reinvent the wheel? No, but but did I feel like I was just kind of going through the paces of the first episode of a new season of Drag Episode? It's already rubbing off Canada. Um, did I feel like I was going through the paces? No, because I felt like they changed it up. It did flow a lot better. Uh, I, but in terms of that second challenge, the showgirl challenge, I mean, all you had to they just took away a camera person, right? Like that's all they did. Uh, otherwise, it was, you know. You know, it was the same type of challenge. But I, I will say this. I appreciated that they spread out, you know, the three-look ball off of the runway. So in that sense, I'm like, yes, keep that. Because I don't want to see the runway with the runway music and the, you know, the punny, campy commentary for three looks. Remember that one season? It was like 33 looks. Oh, we saw 33 looks mm -hmm. on the runway. I was like, oh, this is a <laughs> this is a lot. Yeah, this is like a fashion show at Macy's. Like, this is just yeah. way too many looks. Well, I it's a lot, Robin. It's a lot, Robin. So, yeah, I would say they changed it up a little bit. And I think All that right. it was uh, and I, I feel like I'm not surprised that Canada's trying to, like, if not flip the script, kind of, you know, rearrange the pages a little bit. I feel like. 
this is kind of the reason I was down to do season four of Canada's Drag Race is I feel like it does tend to surprise me either in some of the runway themes or some of the judging choices or just mm. like some of the beats. I just feel like I'm always a little surprised a little by Canada. Yeah, there's yeah. a chaotic joy of Canada. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll tell you that this episode, I got to meet the cast. I, I, I have not been paying attention to any press before watching this premiere. And I... I think the cast is really talented. There's like maybe two or three, you know, kind of like early outs that I can identify. But otherwise, I'm actually really impressed with the skill and the creativity um, that was brought to the ball. And that's what makes me excited about this season. Not necessarily like, oh, they're going to create lots of twists and stuff. I was expecting that to start sooner rather than later. Like I wanted them to do the you know, the winner gets to choose who's in the bottom next week. You know, like, I don't know, something, something really bold. I want them to make a really bold change. You hear that, Canada? This was not enough. This was not enough. <laughs> next season. It's never enough. <laughs> they have to all walk on their hands and uh, be fun. there's no food. Absolutely no food. Um, all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they all ate. So, uh, all right. I, I, yeah. I want them to be, I want them to eat, you know, all right. All right. Um, <clears throat> well, I, I, I think that this is also a really great way to start off a season. I, I said this before, I sort of love when no one goes home the first episode and I don't really need yeah. anyone to go home the first episode. I feel like this was essentially like just a, a really meaty meet the Queens. And honestly, mm. like, I think when we think about Drag Race as a platform, I feel like this is really good to have an episode where it's just about really getting to know and getting to like these queens, even if then one of them goes home first. You know, one thing I did note as well and why I like this premiere is I've never I've never felt so aligned with the lesbian aesthetic as I did in this episode when we saw Tegan and Sarah. They are just so kind of my wavelength, my speed, my generation. Like I would be saying the same things to these queens. Cause these are like, I mean, they're all so glamorous and over the top and, you know, just like artistic and creative. And then here I am like walking in like a lesbian. Yeah. Like that's, it was so perfectly stated. And I love Tegan and Sarah. And I was just like, ah, oh, this just, this fills me with so much joy that they're here. Cause I feel like I'm also interacting in the same way. It helps that they were dressed like Harriet the Spy. I feel like that really, <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, chance of rain, eh? Uh, <laughs> Come on, golly. Yeah, yeah. You could feel it in your bones. There's rain coming. Yeah. Oh, there you go, Mary. No. Yes. Um, yes. I, yeah, Tegan and Sarah. That, <laughs> walking with a ghost over yeah, here. Yeah, I'm walking with a raincoat. Uh, <laughs> I'm walking with a chance of meatballs. Um, but yeah, they were, I feel like, I guess when I was in college or maybe right after college, I feel like that's when I... I crossed paths with them. I feel like Tegan and Sarah was maybe around the same time as like Imogene Heap and Fru Fru mm. and Postal Service. Uh -huh, Fru Fru. And, um, oh my God. That kept yes. for cutie, all of that stuff. It was that, um, it was that Garden State soundtrack yeah. that like opened up that whole world. Mm -hmm. Iron and wine. Yep. You know? Yep. Yep. Ugh. Uh, what is it? Zero seven. Was that uh -huh. it? Zero seven was one. Oh, uh, that God. was an era. Uh, yeah, it was. It, it was. was. Oh, it was such a beautiful era. It was. Lots of really talented um, musicians in that era. Like, I feel like they were all 
musicians. And that's what I love about Tegan and Sarah. Actually, when they came out, I thought they were lovers. I didn't know that they were twins because I never saw them. Same. I only heard them. Same. I And I just thought, oh, it's kind of like boyfriend twins. They're just, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. they just look like yeah. each other. Right. But uh, no, they're like twinsies twinning. Um, and I learned that like much later. Uh, I think like... Oh God, I don't know. I think one of my lesbian friends told me. They're like, oh well, they're you know they're they're actually sisters. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, they were roommates. Yeah, <laughs> they were roommates. Yes, uh, yeah. Tegan and Sarah uh, making this premiere that much more splashy. Obviously, we got Brad and we got Tracy. Um, we got Brooklyn's fillers. You know, it's all been just uh, it. It's like coming. It's Going back up north, you know, for a little for a little camp out. Yeah, I, I think uh, much like wherever they have tugged the back of Tracy's ears, they have tugged them Oops. up north because, man, like I, when they when the kids use the word snatched, this is what I think of. I just think mm. it, it's kind of like that scene in Mrs. Doubtfire where, uh, you know, they they pull the skin back and Robin Williams goes, I'm ready for my close up, Mr. DeMille. Like, I just feel like that's yes. Tracy this episode, maybe this whole season. Oh, Tracy. You know, I after four seasons, I finally am just used to her newscaster persona. Like, she doesn't have another switch. Like, there's no other button for Tracy. And I think that's what bothered me about Tracy the first couple of seasons. I was just like, I just, it feels so sanitary. And like, who are you? What, are you talking to them? Um, but now I'm just kind of like, this is just this is the persona you put on. Yeah. This is a, it's a, it's a cultural institution now and you only are going to act this way. Entertainment Tonight Canada. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we're, yeah. we're here in, uh, we're here in Windsor for uh, the premiere of, um, you know, uh, Down by the Lakeside. <laughs> oh, I love that show. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. God. It's season two, you know, um, <laughs> Mady McCruder's back. Oh, Mady McCruder is that? Yeah, fun? she's a she's yeah. a national legend. You know, she yeah. she was. I think Alanis did the uh, theme song for that she show. She did well. You know, when Alanis was a kid, she was in two episodes, and so they kind of you know when no it, way. It, when when they had Down by the Lake said the original. This is the new generation, of course. Oh, 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 I see. This is they brought it back. Yeah, yeah. No, I guess because it used to be Down by the Lakeside, and they brought it up. Now it's Up by the Lakeside. You know, because <laughs> they've grown up. Oh, how interesting. Well, hopefully Alanis will make a cameo that's with a, uh, Tracy Melcher. That's, yeah. I mean, that's what pinknews.ca has, the fans are calling for years for Alanis to make a cameo in Up by the Lakeside <laughs> season two. She, you know, she's really busy with her kids. Oh, she loves you know? her kids. Yeah. Oh, God. Can I just say, I was watching a TikTok of Alanis. Someone was just like, oh, all you like Swifties, like here's the original mother. And it was like Alanis, like rocking out towards the end of like uninvited at like a live performance. Jesus H. Bacon Snakes, that woman. Oh, wait. And have you seen the clip of her on Kelly Clarkson's show where they're doing a little. Mary, I've watched the whole thing. Oh, my God. It was so good. It was so good. I love Kelly Clarkson and I love how much she loves. Alanis. Yeah. Like people don't understand. I've seen Alanis at least 10 times now. I've I've stopped counting. Um she is so good live. She sounds so good live. Mm. Yes, Mary, I went to the nine and a half weeks tour with Tori Amos when yeah, mm. she was spinning around yep, with the, yep. the hair and everything. Oh, she is everything. Yeah, I didn't cringe she once. Is everything. Everything. Yeah. She really is. Oh, I just 
We got to make sure she makes good jokes. She's mm-hmm. just very personable. Uh, I love her. We got to make sure she's a last chance lip sync uh. this season. Oh, oh, okay. We'll, 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 we'll note it. Yeah. You will note it. There's a line in one of her songs, These Are the Thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's R with the letter R. These are the thoughts. It's that era. Um, and yeah, one of the lines is, Should I go back to Canada? Can. And I always think of Canada can because the next line, you know, she does that a lot with her lyrics. Like she'll keep the uh-huh. same melody phrase, but put the start of the next phrase lyrically at the end of the melody anyway. Right. So whenever I, it's, oh, Canada can. Yeah. Yeah. Canada can, you know, uh, other, other franchises of drag race can't change it up, but Canada can. Canada can. That's right. I'm going to do the Canada can. Oh, I love a good Canada can. can. <laughs> Ooh, a Canada can. Mm, tasty. Yeah. Yes. That's what you get. Yes. Uh, clearly Burly. Canadian in a Canada can. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you put it in there. Okay. You got to put it in the can. Or maybe it's what we call an outhouse up by the lakeside. We call it a Canada can. Oh, a Canada can. You got to go in there. You don't go over by the woods because, you know, it keeps the... Keeps the the stock away. Yeah, you know, you scares the deer away. You know, it scares the deer away. You know, uh, it's good meat in the yeah. winter. You know, they need to eat too. <laughs> They're kind of a nuisance up here. Yeah, I know there are nuisance down in the U.S. these yeah, days. We've got so. to cull them. First, you cull them, then you eat them. <laughs> you ship them. <laughs> yeah. uh. <laughs> Lots of luck, smart ass. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I feel like every uh, week we're anyway. just going to build upon Up by the Lakeside. <laughs> up by the Lakeside, you know, uh, with uh, Alanis Morissette yeah, doing and, the theme song. And Mady yeah. McCruder. She's back this season. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah, and maybe we'll cast this cast in yeah, Up by the Lakeside. Up by the Lakeside. Yeah. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. The plot of Up by the Lakeside uh, to be determined oh. uh, at a later week. So yeah. keep listening, Mary. The more we learn about the who these people are in this small Canadian town on a lake, the more we'll know mm. what the show is about. Oh, I just, I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Mary, before we go on and jump into this premiere ball, why don't we pause, take a second, let our Marys know what they're listening to. Oh, well, they're, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. Hey, all right, Mary. Uh, which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things draggy, queenie, campy, and queer. I'm Johnny, and I'm sorry to tell you this. It's three girls to an alcove. And I'm Colin, and I'm the Beyonce of Ottawa. Oh, no. I know. Thought I'd just come in hot, you know? <laughs> I just love out of context. Oh, well, I'm like, I'm basically the Beyonce of Ottawa. Like, I just think oh, that's such God. a great, like... <laughs> choice of course she would say i that. love that who, sa- who did say that that was amy yonce chanel oh it was amy okay she's a character yeah she's a character that i know isn't gonna go far enough let's say that sure i we, we who knows but i because you never know with canada but we've seen folks like her before that i feel like sometimes they don't go very far yeah Oh, it's just so unfortunate, right? I, oh, God. Who was the one? Was it season one or two? Uh, maybe it was season one. Uh, I'm thinking Starzy. Anastasia Anakwe. Yes. Anastasia. Like, gone way too soon. I always remember that puffer coat look that she made. Yes. And to remember ah. anything from any season of Drag Race is, uh, is means something. <laughs> 
it, it's true. Yeah. Anyway, uh, justice for Anastasia. So yeah. Anastasia um, for all Starsia. <laughs> anyway, Mary's, you know, we're putting out this episode of Canada's Drag Race season four uh, on the free feed, on the main feed. But Colin, why don't you tell them what's happening later? Well, you know, as we do with these international seasons, uh, we will have this episode out for free. We'll probably have a little bit of a preview for you next week, just to remind you. But Canada will be moving over to Patreon and will be available at our Sister Mary's level, uh, which you can join at patreon.com slash allrightmary. And if you wanted, you could even join at the only Mary's level where you would get not only access to Canada, Drag Race UK season five right now, but also our Only Mary's episodes, including the one we're recording today, The Ants of Drag Race. So it's a good time to join. Ants ants marching, ants stomping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and so patreon.com slash all right, Mary, if you are not a Patreon user or you just are not familiar with Patreon, it is very easy to get the feed and play it in your Apple Podcasts app or whatever other, I think even Spotify you could do it now. So if you listen to podcasts through those apps and want to keep listening to those apps and aren't sure how to play Patreon episodes through that app, uh, let us know. Drop us a message. We'll let you know how. Yeah, I think we even send out the instructions when you sign up. When you right? sign up, you also get the instructions. So if you're not sure, sign up and you'll immediately be told how. So look at that, you know, like um, yeah. nationwide I, I is on listen, your side. Nationwide is on your side. I don't listen to anything through the Patreon app. I put it all through my Apple Podcasts. Uh, app so uh, it just shows up there I don't ever have to go to Patreon it's just where I main- maintain my subscriptions uh, th- you know it's not like I'm plugging Patreon right now but I am plugging our Patreon um, and it is so much easier than you think Mary's it is uh, so that is the plan so yeah we are uh, we're kicking off Canada we just as we're starting yeah. to whittle down these UK queens we got a crop of Elevian, 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 uh, welcome to these Elevian queens from up north. Eleven. What's with the Elevens these days? Is it Stranger Things? Is that the influence? Who quit? You know, who got edited out of this season? Yeah, who quit? Yeah. Lou quit. Lou. Who's Who's Lou? Lou? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, someone else, another Electra uh, in Drag Race. Oh. They found out. Another, she, oh, uh, she didn't pay yeah. her council tax, and they cut her from the show. <laughs> oh man! Oh, her council. Tax. She didn't pay her council tax. Yeah. She, she, you know, she got kicked out of Stampede for doing something really, really wrong. Oh, so. you did the way that she uh, was whipping her hat around. Oh, yeah. yeah, this is a family affair. Oh, you know, we don't we don't tolerate that here in Calgary. Scare the bulls. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um yeah, 11 queens, 11 queens. Uh what is it? Two five New York girls. We have two Montreal girls, two Filipino girls. Um yeah, uh 11. I, I they started off with Venus. I don't know if you actually before we before we jump in with Venus and all these queens, do you want to just talk about these queens as a whole this episode or because I don't know. I don't think I want to go 
challenge by challenge necessarily, but uh, I was I'll having the same thought. You need. I okay, had, I, okay. I definitely like, I took notes chronologically just because that's how I take notes. But I had the same thought of like, we can just, this is essentially a Meet the Queens episode. We can highlight any little, you know, moments in the workroom, but I'm happy to just kind of like talk about what we saw from each of them and then, you know, go into any details from there. So, Venus wins the first impression rosebud by Tracy. I don't know what that rosebud was. It, it, was it like you're definitely going to be safe? Did they say what that meant? I I I think the way that I'm thinking of it is kind of like in like Drag Race Thailand, where it's like, oh, you won this challenge, you won the challenge, you know, versus the runway. So I felt like it was just kind of a it was like a Rue Peter badge for winning the entrance look cha- part of the challenge. Oh, I see. Okay. Like an earmark. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so <laughs> we have Venus, Venus who does not talk. So that's cool. Uh, yeah. Venus who I feel like right off the bat, you might have to Google them. So I say it now, but what, who I'm seeing right off the bat is Jordana Brewster. Jordana Brewster. From the Brewster Projects? From the Brewster Projects. Oh, I see this. Okay. Yeah, she was giving me, like, geometric energy. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, I, I, it was very bold of Canada to start with a queen who just, like, doesn't pad. You know, and it's not like that I think all drag queens should pad. It's just I hope that she believes and she can pad. Because I just feel like this silhouette, this body is... If that's the only thing she's going to be serving, uh, I I just want a little bit more creativity. That was my first impression, um, and I wasn't that impressed. Um, and then as the challenges went on, I'm like, oh, by the time she got to that third look, I'm like, okay, Mary, you better work, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I but I am a little bored with the uh, you know. Oh, I'm just not going to pad. I'm like, oh, wouldn't that be nice? Well, I believe it was the poet laureate Jasmine Masters who coined the term "up and down pole bodies." Um, <laughs> with their up and do- up and down pole up bodies, up and down pole bodies, up and down pole bodies. So I hear you, I because it's like it's funny. It's like the tucking thing. I don't care. Tuck, don't tuck. I don't care. But pad, yeah, who cares? You should just yeah. to kind of like create some new illusions you know and uh i don't every know. now and then you know mm-hmm. it's, it's not that i i don't celebrate all the bodies but it's like well yeah we should have we should have you should have different choices yeah you know you're a drag queen i will say i feel like there is a distinct possibility in the world of airbrush airbrushed airbrushed vhs tapes that v venus and tamara thomas have collaborated oh mary it's venus the girlfriend experience and tomorrow. Oh, Thomas. absolutely. Absolutely. I cannot wait to talk about the girl. Yeah. Cause I was going to say like, let's, let's just name it now. Like the girlfriend experience. Mary. Yeah. I, I had a great experience. I, I would have paid. I don't know. I would have paid triple for more of the experience. Mm-hmm. Like it was, uh, uh, I was just feeling every part of it anyway, which is interesting because her aesthetic is kind of similar to Venus's in a way, I, you know, uh, fr- from the outset. But there's something so genuine and authentic and like lived in mm-hmm. with the girlfriend uh, versus Venus that feels like it's um, it's a shell of fashion. 
I don't know how yeah. else to describe it. I mean, you know, I it, it's, it falls more into this minty drop category, whereas mm. the girlfriend experience is like, oh, you're like a real person. Oh, you know? Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. Holy shit, what a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, the girlfriend experience is definitely, there's like a category of drag race queens who fall into the oversized men's shirt category oh yeah like tamara thomas yes the girlfriend experience uh-huh. right there's like mm-hmm. um ooh, uh adore delano like in this taste adore delano taste i feel like is a, is a big one um there's oh god there's gotta be one more oh you know who it is it's like a Courtney act. Yeah. But I, I certainly see the oversized shirt, the kind of like morning hair. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, God. Oh, it's so hot. Yeah. <laughs> Sleepover queens. Yeah. Oh, is that what you call it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sleepover queens. Risky business over yeah, here. Ris- yeah. 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 Risque <laughs> business. Yeah. Oh, risque business. Yeah. Um, well, Venus, you know, she, th- that, God, I I can't say enough about that third look. I was just very surprised at how how much more elevated it became. Because um, you know the the second look, you know she was having a good time with the the showgirl flapper moment. But when she took off whatever it was to show that little pathetic little bra, I was like, oh, I just don't see the effort here. You know? Yeah, I mean, you know that as much as I appreciated the changing up of things to have it be this little showgirl like you know, uh, dance for us, little girl kind of moment. I, in general, felt like I wasn't, I wasn't really wowed by anybody I, other than the girlfriend experience in that little challenge. Mm. And I oh, think I know. like showgirl drag doesn't really excite me. Like that's not like, that doesn't really like gag me. Even if it's like some really ornate look, I'm just like, eh, we're on panties. Um, so I, I, I'm like, yeah, I kind of remember her in that, but like overall, I was I I disassociated for a few minutes, you know. Listen, if somebody says do a showgirl look, I'm not gonna do the birdcage. I'm not gonna do you know uh, Tu Wong Fu. I'm gonna do Nomi Malone. I'm gonna do Crystal Connors. Mm-hmm. Like that's where you need to go now, you know. I yeah, I, I think it some of these performances or that challenge needed like put a hat on a hat, you know? And in a way it's mm. like, if what, if, if Sissy fell off the couch on purpose, that would have been like, okay, now we're on to something. Oh, Mary, that, that I hope I remember for the rest oh. of my life. When her tits <laughs> fell out, I, <laughs> Mary, I was like, this is why I watch drag she race. Hits, when, <laughs> When she hit the lamp, yeah, and then they cut to Brad, whose mouth went open a little bit more. I was like, "Oh, this is glorious." I love when that happens. I just love when that happens, and they and then and then she just falls <laughs> off the couch. The couch they, just tumbles. And they kept it in. They kept it, <laughs> and the way that her tits fell out, I just thought was just such, just such a gift. <laughs> oh, there's her full tits. You know, I can see your see your fake little nipples. <laughs> <laughs> that I wasn't supposed to see. Oh, you know? God. oh God. That lamp moment, Mary. <laughs> yeah. I hope she I hope CC sticks around just for that. CC's basic. Oh God. Uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna call her Sissy for a little while. Yeah. Um, but I'll I'll do my best. So wait, let's uh let's it, it, let's uh cap on Venus. So Venus will we'll see how it goes. She won, right? She she had a pretty good lip sync. 
Um, I would have given it to denim because um, my eye was just more fascinated by denim uh, kind of singing through all of the cow stuff. Well, let's talk about denim because denim's next in, in the workroom. Uh, mm. Denim. So out of drag, I feel like denim is like if like the little brother and bring it on was a mean little gay, you know? Oh, denim just has like a yes. mean little gay brother energy. Like kind of like, cause you're a dog Louise from teen uh-huh. witch, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's kind of a little brat. Yeah. Uh, that, that kind of aesthetic. Yeah, no, I really enjoy denim mostly. Well, I enjoy denim. Um, but mostly because he's doing something completely different than everybody. And y- you got to give it to her, Biella. Yeah, I, I felt like denim. I mean, denim gives me a little bit of like a willow pill energy. Um, yeah, I wrote that down. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and there was someone else who was also giving me strong willow pill, but we'll talk about that later. But I feel like there's a bit of that. I also felt like I could see I could see denim performing in Portland. I feel like denim is like very I don't know. I could just see denim having like a Pacific Northwest tour. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'm still working through a lot of what I experienced in Portland. So there's venues in Portland, I was about to say, but I can't really remember them. Um, yeah, she could go to CeCe's, she, CeCe Slaughter's. She could go to CeCe Slaughter's. Yeah. Bar and yeah, Grill. Absolutely. She at CeCe Slaughter's. Although she's probably going to be more of an East Side gal. Um, <clears throat> so it'll be, and, and again, like I can't remember uh the drag bars on the east side right now i'm just you know i'm so sorry mary's uh it's uh it was a hard time for me but there is one more alternative drag uh bar that he would definitely like just kind of go into panera bread in the pearl district um oh my god (laughs) was there a panera in the pearl district uh no oh that's a loss uh well so denim i mean denim really uh shines this week denim also wins oh. she uh, wins brad's rosebud and then i think is one of the more in, you know, well i mean listen uh it's not too late uh and then you know you just gotta head up north you gotta head up the lakeside and go see if you could see brad see brooks brooks rosebud eh uh right in time for spring but I feel like Denim also had one of the more interesting showgirl performances. Yes, um, 100%. That's when I noticed Denim the most. Yeah. Because the first look, I was like, okay, okay. Uh, you know, like, cool. Yeah. Right? Different. Notice, notable. And then I was like, oh, I get the aesthetic. I totally get it. Harry Chess, the jester kind of throw into it there. And, and then, obviously, the last look was just cuckoo bananas like it was it was like something had exploded all over him and i was like this is this i'm here for i feel like there is a category of looks like this and jiggly's baked potato and like rock'em soccer's look Mm. like there are looks that are just a big old mess but like Mm. work or don't work because i don't know i look back at jiggly's baked potato and i'm like Eh, grew on me, you know, because I could some people might look at denim and be like, I don't like this. Like, you know, how many times has yeah. Michelle Visage been like, you know, I can't see your shape tomorrow, Thomas. I know you love anal, but I can't see your waist. They could say the same thing about denim of like, well, I can't see your shape. But this is like this is Canada. And I feel like Canada is a great place for someone who's like, yeah, I'm not here to show my shape. 
Listen, if you're going to do a cow look or an homage to a cow, you know, don't do Magnolia Crawford. Do this. Yeah. Well, you know, and and Denim says that, you know, this is sort of an homage to the the cows where she grew up in French, uh, Prince Edward Island. And I know Prince Edward Island for mussels. I always see that on the menu. Prince Edward Island mussels. P.E.I. mussels. Oh. Um, so I, I w- I'm hoping to see some mussels this season. Uh, what am I? Oh, I'm thinking of a Prince Albert, but it's a Prince Edward. Prince uh, Edward. It's not the same as a Prin- Prince. Yeah. Prince Albert. I'd like to see a Prince Albert as well. Yeah, Prince Albert Island, you know, just put oh. all those guys on one island. Yeah, I just hook them together, you know? Oh, my God. Like a no chain way. gang. Yeah. Um, You know, there's a... This like cunty bitchiness to denim that I don't know if it's going to grate on me, but... Uh, mm. Again, it maybe it maybe if I fall in love with that little brother, kind of uh, I'm gonna fart on you. Uh, energy, I'll you know kind of find it charming. So. Yeah, I feel like what I want to say is it's like a zillennial voice, but I can't. But it's it's maybe something else. But it's a it's a certain sort of uptick vocal fry. Uh-huh. You know, the girls are girling like yes. and that's just very much of a certain generation. That, yeah, I yeah. mean, Y2K, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know, like the the, the mall goth uh, totally worked for him. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I listen. I'm happy Denim is on this season because he's doing something very, very different. And she should have won. She, I, I think she should have won that lip sync. I was way more interested in what she was doing over Venus. Yeah, I think at that point with Venus, that's when I was seeing the Jordana Brewster and a little bit of Olivia Hussey in Black Christmas. And Oh, Olivia Hussey. I love a little Olivia Hussey. Ugh. Oh, she's so hot. Hussey. Hussey. So I kind of was drawn to that, you know. <laughs> Fair. Uh, then uh, here's... Here's somebody else that I'm just like, ooh, you're on this season. Kiki Ko and Mary, like 100% yes, I'm here for Kiki. Yeah, I mean, really bringing uh, sort of a, a precious Paul and a Cole, you know, Drag Race Philippines mm. vibe. Like, I feel like we, like, especially later in Untucked, we got sort of almost like, um, it reminded me of Drag Race Philippines because it was like two Filipino queens talking and crying. I was like, oh, I know what it is. But yeah. I feel like uh, she's got she's got pretty strong energy, given the fact and like the background of like having made looks for ISIS and um, oh, I yeah, I mean, and then the look that she made this week with all those little pearls, uh, <sighs> you know, that was pretty that was pretty impressive. I thought that she had a good first week. I I like I'm cuckoo for Kiki. I just think that this is the this is a queen that I want to be praised every week. I want to see what she does every week. Um, obviously, the acting challenges are always the question with these, you know, sewing fashion designers that come on the show. Um, but like, yeah, I'm here for Kiki. Kiki is like who I'm going to be rooting for weekly. All right, Kiki. So you know, go go Kiki Co. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. What was her second look? I mean, the fact that I have to like remember it. Yeah, it was. It was the showgirls' yep. feathers. It was just like this big, big thing. I mean, it was. It, all of her looks were just impeccable, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one just wasn't very inspired. 
it's just that showgirl thing. Wow, wow, you know, wow. Uh, it's just not interesting. Hard challenge. Hard challenge. Hard challenge. Boring challenge. Uh, well, next we have Luna Dubois. Uh, hopefully, no relation to Irene. Uh oh. No, I no. You said no. I don't believe so. You know, I don't. Uh, I don't. I hope good. not. Um, well, we're not allowed to talk about Irene. No, we don't talk about Irene. We don't talk about Irene. Yeah. Uh, Luna, you know. I noticed Luna only in the second challenge because I was like, oh, you little slut. Oh, I fuck. I'm here for it. And then she's like, yeah, you're going to see a lot of ass in a Luna show. I'm like, oh, you better work. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that Michelle Visage made it uh, allowed to compare Queens given this last episode of Drag Race UK. So I'm going to just follow Michelle's lead because Luna's first look, I was like, oh, uh, the Lala re-experience is also here this season. Oh, okay. Okay. I can sort of see that. I think there's there's a more attention to detail than early Lala re. Wow. Wow. The and shame. I, you know me. I am Lala re's second biggest fan. Yeah. Uh, second to her mom. That's correct. Yeah, well, I I saw it. I saw the first look I saw. I, I saw Big Lala vibes. I also get very, like, calling the ball vibes. You know, I get that. The guy on the microphone in, in you know, Paris is burning, you know? Oh, I see. I see. Well, her third look was, you know, take a drink, Mugler. Um, it's the new you know. Vivian Westwood. Who was the other one they used to mention all the time? Uh Oh, uh, Paris von Hershenberg. <laughs> oh, it's my, uh, it's my galaxy dress. It's my, I, you know what? I still have that on the, on the soundboard. Oh, that's my, uh, I'll find it because, uh, <laughs> Irish Van Hershenberg, whatever. Oh, Iris, Iris. Yeah. Iris Van Hershenberg. Yeah. Um, what is the other designer? It's Vivian Westwood. Mugler, and then there was one more. You're right. There is. There one was more. one. It's oh, you're you're giving me very, um, yeah. Uh, John Galliano. You know, it's like it's like that. There is. Yeah. yeah. Right. Ugh. Uh, I feel like Naomi, um, Naomi Watts. Uh, Naomi Smalls. Duh. Um, she was the one that like did a lot of that designer that we can't think of right now. Um, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, you know, I we'll see what happens with Luna. Um, you know, I don't think her edit was very exciting this week, so I don't know if that's Canada being chaotic or what, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, I know. I, I feel like she was kind of a supporting character this week, but um, anyway, so that's Lu you know, we it was a crescent moon, we didn't get a full moon this week, we got we got a crescent moon of go. Luna. Um, mm. but then next we get, uh, CC superstar. Yeah. CC superstar. You know, this, when she walked in, I was like, Oh God. Um, I was getting kind of a kimchi energy cause she was kind of walking like kimchi. Mm -hmm. Um, I, there were two things that I noticed right off the bat. First was that the breastplate was just like too small. I was like, this isn't your breastplate size. I I think I was distracted by the fact that that thing around the back of her neck fell over. The stole. The yeah. stole. And then I noticed that too. Yeah. The yeah. stole kind of fell down. And I was yeah. like, oh, sweetie. The stole stole the show. Yeah. 
Um, by the way, just in case anyone was wondering what we were stimming out about before. I have this oh. Iris Van Herpen inspired galaxy dress. <laughs> just to Iris Van Herpen. Iris Van Herpen inspired Thank galaxy you. dress. But there is still another. <laughs> oh, you're giving me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bob Mackie. you think I know anything about you know? fashion? Bob Mackie, they reference. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, Mary's will definitely let us know. They'll uh, know. I know they will. Yeah. Because they know exactly who it is and they're screaming it. Screaming they're it. They're on the subway right now and they're like it's blank yeah yeah it's blank come it's gotier it's gotier there they have cell reception <laughs> on their on their toronto subway line because you know it's canada oh. and they're just oh, right, screaming right. into their phones well I, I i they're politely screaming well they're yeah so they're, they're like just uh elevated yeah excuse me it's galliano excuse me sorry I'm sorry. It's Gucci, isn't it? Oh. Um, listen, uh, Cece, the, I, I, listen, say what you want about Cece's looks, because I know that she kind of got read this episode, especially by the judges. But that, that segment where she hits her head on the lamp and then tips over the chaise lounge and then her titty falls out. <laughs> Mary, like it, it needs to be animated. It needs to be put on a shirt. It needs to be put on a dress. Like it just, it's, it was so wonderful. It was great TV. It, it was, I mean, the fact that I don't really remember anyone else's performance, but I distinctly remember her tits falling out. Like that says a lot. And I think the key, I think to CC superstar is that this is somehow on purpose, you know, like you are somehow in on this because oh, this is great. So. I love a queen who just like, you know, uh, tippy tumbles, you know? Yeah, I hope so. I don't think it was. No, there. I don't either. <laughs> I don't. I think what then once we got to the runway and she was, you know, she was she was raving under an overpass in 2005. Oh, my God. You know that yeah, video? She, she went raving. <laughs> yes. Yes. I know that. video. Yeah. Yeah. No, she she went to some to some rave at heaven in, you know, 2005 yeah. on Sixth Avenue. Had her goggles um, on her head, you know. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was before Burning Man, you know. They yeah. were doing that out in the desert. In some concrete, concrete, uh, got half sphere or right. something. With enormous um, Jenkos. Yes, yes. She was. She had a pacifier in her mouth, you know. Oh, just, and, the, and glow sticks between her fingers. Of course, yeah. Um, you know the that look. I know this is going to sound shady. I don't really mean it to be, but I was getting a little bit of uh, Mimi on first with the just the with the alien challenge look. Oh, which was supposed to win. Oh, and she had the thing on her head. Yes. Right. Oh, I that might even be the so the third look was reminding you of Mimi's thing on her head look. yes that yes. might be giving cc cc i think worked on the spaceship where mimi was the like <laughs> captain i think that cc i'm first yeah <laughs> cc i'm second in command yeah cc's pizza uh, cc's pizza i don't think cc's yeah, gonna no, be pizza this season i'll say that oh cc becker yeah, yeah. uh see you later soon. yeah it's a cameo. CC you later. <laughs> CC you real soon, eh? Yeah, CC um, you at the reunion. Yeah. 
you know, you shouldn't go around saying superstar anymore because people are going to start saying that you super suck. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what that's from? That's from Superstar. That's right. Yeah. You punched my titty. Uh, (laughs) Ow, my titty. That's what she says. (laughs) Ow, my titty. I remember that. Yeah. Evian. <laughs> and the grandma. What are you do? Yeah. Hit me too. Yeah. Oh, and who's oh, the yeah, one? the grandma. Yeah, yeah. Played yeah, by yeah. what? Horrible. And she's like that. That cl- what's her name? She's that classic actress who pl- who sings "Send in the Clowns." Send in the clowns. Um, Glennis Johns. Glennis Johns. Oh, you love you love Glennis Johns. I love Glennis Johns. You love her. Yeah. No, no, but like you love her though. But I do. Like, I do. I you, you're like why isn't Glennis Johns in more movies? Why aren't we? Are, why as a society are we not talking about Glennis Johns more? Why are we? Why are we as a society not recognizing that a she lived to be a hundred, mm-hmm. but two that her last filmed role was Superstar? Yeah. Why are we not talking about that? I'd like to know. Why are we know. forgetting about her? What was, you know, she was, what, in three episodes of Fantasy Island, and then we just ship her off to the Hollywood nursing home? She's been acting since 1938, and you're like, oh, superstar. Yeah, that's how I know her. Oh, yeah, she sits in the in the little chair, and it brings her up the stairs in Superstar. <laughs> she can't walk in Superstar. She's, she sang Sondheim. Uh, she, you know, she was in While You Were Sleeping. Notable. Yes, yeah, she plays like a grandma or something. Well, I would be. I, I, I would think so. I should hope so. She's not the love interest. I'll tell you that much. No, she wasn't. She's my love interest. Um, well, listen, uh, CC Superstar. Obviously, we're kidding. We're being a little like shady. I do love that she refers to herself as a back alley Barbie. Um, I think that's an aesthetic. I think you should just run to. You know. I just want to just sorry one more thing I need to let you know is that is that Glennis Johns was born in Pretoria, South Africa. Can you look up what is Pretoria? What is what is Pretoria? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Angela Bennett. <laughs> I am Angela Bennett. Um uh, all right. So anyway, <laughs> we're having a good time. Anyway, Go uh Melinda, let's talk about Melinda. Okay, Aunt Linda at Pride. Yeah. Mary, listen, I know we're not supposed to compare queens, but you know, uh since Michelle just did it on UK and Alyssa Edwards says we can. Melinda was giving me season 9 Aja makeup mixed with oh, season 10 yeah. Monique Hart. Yeah, yeah, like there's there's something it's like it's like when queens need to adjust their makeup for TV. There's like that thing of like, oh, I yeah, think they, they missed that. Yeah. Yeah. And then and I, somebody th- didn't give them that note. Bianca had to adjust her makeup. So it happens. But like you do see that often. It's kind of actually an interesting thing that happens on Drag Race that I don't think queens get dinged for very often. It's more of just like mm. it happens. You're on TV now, you know, fix it, fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, you know, praise to Canada's Drag Race in the show. Uh it could have been a clip of the week is Brooklyn just saying exactly what to do and exactly why. Like, I love that they're educating the fandom before they come for her, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But it's like sort of similar when she tells, uh, what's her snakes, Kiki Ko that she's got resting bitch face. Like, I think that's, it's like, it's not a critique. It's like, Hey, just a thing to keep in mind. It's not bad. Sure. But 
Um, sure. You know, make us fall in love with you. I mean, I would be I would be mad if Melinda didn't adjust it because it's listen, like I love the energy. I kind of love how she's coming in. Um, I think her story is heartbreaking and like fascinating. And I'm kind of like, okay, fix the makeup though. Cause it is really distracting. She looked like that most of the episode. Right. And it's just kind of like, you, I know you're, you gotta be better than this, right? Like this is a, this is a lot. They're not going to just have you be on TV if you looked like this, you know? Mm. Yeah. It, it, she definitely, uh, that's the thing to watch for is like, okay, Aunt Linda, what's yeah. next week, you know? Again, a potential aunt for the season. I just, I, when she walked in and I just thought, oh, you are, you know, for you, every month is pride month because you just love your gay nephew. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's right. She's like a Debbie from Queer's Folk. Oh, completely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so I'm here for that. And I will say the second look was a vast improvement from the first look. So I was like, okay, great. Uh, you know, I think I loved when she said hair, 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 hair. I was like, okay, I want to see more of this. Um, the third look, not so much. Uh, the third look kind of went back to the makeup that we saw when she walked in. Yeah, yeah, C three PO. Yeah, and I think they called it like it because it was such a simple gown. It needed to be impeccable. Mm-hmm. And when they pointed that out and they were like zooming in on her body, I was like, oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. There should have been more attention to the the lack of details, you know? Well, you know, it's like kind of at the end of the wedding. I feel like this is Aunt Linda at the <laughs> very end of the night. You know, the slimming shaper has kind of, you know, shifted or she's loosened it or she took it off in the bathroom. You know, uh-huh. the makeup's getting her a little... brother calls her Melly. Yeah, like, Melly. Melly. Me- oh, Melly. Where's Melly? I'm like, oh, she's in the bathroom. She's not. Oh. She took her shoes off like two hours ago. We can't find her left heel. <laughs> just tell her it's a cocktail, but it's just club soda and lime. You know, she's still upset about George. She's furious. <laughs> she sat out on the gazebo for like 20 it. minutes. I thought she was going to leave. <laughs> I thought she did leave. Turns out she was just on the gazebo. She's in the gazebo. Now she's in the bathroom. Now she's in the bathroom. Yeah. I think because it's cold. It got cold. But um, she's talking with the attendant in there, and it's the only one know, who talked to her. The attendant's in there. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, she's hoping for a tip. You, after what you pulled last Christmas, sorry, Mel. She's lucky she sorry, got an invite Mel. to this wedding. That was a that was an olive branch. Listen, you can't just show up here looking like that. You just can't. No. You know, I, it, two sheets to the wind already. Sorry. We're doing professional pictures. What are we we're gonna we're gonna pay for Photoshop to fix the fact that you look like you put your face in the cake before someone said cheese? <laughs> Come on, Mel. Come on, Melly. Come on. Today's not about you. <laughs> to the groom, to the bride. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> she, you hear her in the stall. I hope you're satisfied. <laughs> I'll be in it for two minutes, maybe three yeah. minutes. <laughs> you see it, right? <laughs> anyway, so so so, uh, <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about my favorite character of the season, fifty-seven. Work, kitten caboodle. Yeah, kitten caboodle. I, you know, kitten caboodle. I think kitten is a much nicer, but kitten kind of reminds me of. Do you remember Bert Keeter from season nine of Project Runway? 
He was like the older oh, guy. Yes. And he was like, oh, oh, these kids, just leave me alone. Let me make my dress shirts, you know? Yeah, I want to make my dress shirts. And yeah, and I felt like he and he and that mean gay really did not get along. That me Josh hated Bert Keeter. Oh my God. Doesn't Josh I feel like Josh worked or still works sometimes at Barracuda. Really? Yes. He's he's he was always there pre pandemic. Wow, he is He's the poster child for like a mean gay. Oh, yeah, and he's and he is mean, and he is. He's like really mean. So yeah, so I was he's always like a mean bartender. He's like a cunt. Oh yeah. So I'm Team Bert, and so natural. So I came in Team Kit and Caboodle only because I was like I'm Team Bert. Oh, okay. Well, great. Uh, Fifty-seven work. Uh, Kit and Caboodle. Uh, you know, not that impressed with any of the looks, but I feel like Kit and Caboodle is going to be all about performance. Um, all about personality and just that story, that underdog story of like, you know, you have the girlfriend experience and Venus just like, I don't know, death dropping around you. And then you, there's Kit and Caboodle with their walkable cat. I'm like, look, there's room for everybody. Thank God. And I'm rooting for Kitten. My little Kitten. I, you listen, you bring a cat on the runway, you know, I mean, <laughs> you're going to bring a cat on the runway. Done. You know, 57 yeah, works. especially if you're not the cat. Like, it's just mm-hmm. so subversive on Drag Race these days. It's like, well, I'm not going to be the cat. I'm going to I'm going to walk the cat, you know, well, I walk that fucking cat. And and I also feel like, you know, this week, that third runway, they they the runway song was I bring the beat, uh, which mm. is a season five runway song. And I like cannot I can't hear that song without seeing season five queens like waddling down the runway. Next up, oh, J. Joe Lee. And so when Kitten was <laughs> my season four horse. Yeah. <laughs> so so when J. Joe Lee, not J. Joe Lee, when Kitten comes down the runway with her little pet, it was I was like squint and she's got her chinchilla on her right. You know, like it was oh. it was just that moment again. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love when history repeats itself. Yeah. Uh, sometimes. Uh, Kate Butch, I just heard your voice. Um, uh, so, yes, Kitten Kabuto, we'll see how long she lasts. I feel like Canada's drag race, they're kind. So they're going to give her a dignified exit, but they're not going to bring her to the end because they know that the kids aren't really into that. The kids are into the girlfriend experience, Venus, you know. Uh, they're uh, even like denim. You know, they're into that. I feel like in Canada. Uh, th- this is yeah. I'm certainly interested to see how long she goes. Maybe she'll just get tired. You know, maybe she'll just get real tired because she's old. She's 57. All the girls screamed when she was. Oh, you're 57. Like I just love that. <laughs> uh, I, I I mean, it's kind of a similar moment of like Sasha Colby. Sasha, Sasha Colby. Shit. Oh shit. Yeah. 57. 57. Shit. Donna to Donna. Oh my God, she's got kids. Yeah, <laughs> she's got an ARP card. Oh my God, Mary. Or whatever they have in Canada. Do they have that? Do they have that in Canada? Maybe it's CARP. Whatever AARP stands for. I feel like one of Carp. the A's is America. <laughs> you know. Carp. Yeah. Oh, we fish the carp up by the lakeside. Season two premiering soon. Melly McCruder's you know, coming six, back. Six months later, I heard that Carp had died. Oh, you don't know that reference. I don't know do that you? reference. No, is that a Buffy reference? Oh. No, it is a chorus line reference. Oh, see, I only saw like a really bad student production of cor- a chorus line in college <gasps> when I was a sophomore. Oh my God, Mary! 
Mary, you need to go and watch the movie. Yeah, with like what, Roy Scheider? No, uh, it's Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas? Mary, you need to go watch that movie. You'll fall in love with Sheila. Oh. Oh my God. You yes, go see this movie. I know Ma- oh. <clears throat> I know Mary's have talked to us about doing a chorus line that they would like to see us do that at some point. I mean, so Sheila is played by uh I don't see her. I don't know where she is. She's too far down on the cast list. Where where's my Sheila? Mary. Uh Vicky Frederick. Well, I don't know her, but I can't wait to fall in love. Oh, I see her. There she is, second build. Jesus. <laughs> there she is. I didn't realize she was such a big character. I was looking at Pam Klinger the whole time. It's just a very iconic role, and her performance in particular, it was just out of the entire cast, was probably the most, most pitch perfect. The one that could never really be changed. She created a mold for that character. Um, and it's it's very hard to live up to her interpretation of that character. Well, two things. Yeah. One, one of the Lander sisters, Audrey Landers, is in it as Val Clark. And that's interesting. And two, if you look up a chorus line on well, Google. She's also iconic in the movie. Oh, so. yeah. Well, Landers, absolutely. You know, you get a Landers she sings, sister. She sings Tits and Ass. That's oh, a drag queen role. I know that song. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, the other thing to point out is if you look this up on Google and you look at the cast list, the picture of Michael Douglas. Oh my God. Oh my God. He, he looks like cousin Zelda. Like it's just cruel. You have to look at this Mary. I know it's not relevant to the episode, but you have to go look. I just saw it. And all I have to say is next up at 10 celebrities age. Like, fine let's keep talking about this i know but my gosh my gosh i know that they age and i'm gonna look i'm gonna look like that in two years but i just i'm just i don't know i'm just confronting my own mortality when i look at michael douglas well let's talk about near enough uh came in dressed as marilyn monroe madonna the tail falls off uh, they have dance training and a makeup certificate. Um, I was getting like Boa Eve six thousand energy. Okay, yeah, I was. I called her Lemon Squeezy because I was kind of getting like <laughs> if you squeeze lemon between two like elevator doors, and her face went mm, with the lips. Um, but you point out something that I also noted. We've talked about this before. That there is, and I don't know. It's very specific to Canada. That there is a certain look that every season there's one or two queens like Boa. Alona Verley, who is the other one you said? Mm. Um, Eve 6000. Eve 6000. It's a, oh, how could I forget? Um, it's just a certain body type and a certain facial type. It's a certain look that for some reason, someone always looks like this on Canada every season. And I don't know what it is. It, I guess it's just a regional thing. You know, uh, for example, there's a lot of Australians that look like deer. They have very doe-like features. I don't know why, but... Weird. There's a lot of deer down there. Weird. Uh, I don't know, Mary. I that second look, I was like, oh, send her home. I mean, she's like, oh, she's giving the full Nomi Malone. I'm like, she wishes she was giving the full Nomi Malone. Give me I, Penny. Like, she had, yeah, exactly. I can see her lumpy panties. Like, you know, I was right. just like, no, no. 
I really, I, uh, I got a, I got the feeling right away that like near enough was not going to be nearly close enough to the, fun, <laughs> you know, to the finale. Uh, it was, uh, I, I just thought near enough was um, as close as she was going to get, but <laughs> near enough was far. Yeah. It's n- near enough, near far, wherever you go, it's not going to be to the end. But I will say her third look, I was getting a sort of willow pill vibe. Uh and I thought, like, uh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. Just like not as intentional. No, no. But I do like the drag name Nira Pill. I feel like that's a nice. Oh, Nira. I'm pill. always Nira Pill. Just like a pill. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a pill. Look, Alanis Morissette. We should talk about her on this podcast. That's sometime. pink. That's pink. Oh, I. I'm thinking of just like a jagged, jagged little, pill. little pill. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize. Feels so good swimming in your stomach. Yeah. Got to get out of here. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, near enough. I don't know. Is it ever going to be enough? I feel like it's never enough. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I I like the the Ziggy Stardust David Bowie look. I thought it was actually really really well done. Um, but I had already kind of uh, marks down from the first two looks. I was just like, well, mm. I don't know about this, dear. I I was also feeling like, yeah, I I just don't know if this is going to be uh, a long term relationship. But you never know. You never know. Uh, next up, uh, Aurora Matrix. Mm. Now, you want to talk about <clears throat> more queens that I'm rooting for. Aurora. Uh, Aurora, I'm going to be excited to see on the runway every single week. Uh, I I don't know. This is my type of queen. That dragon look was so fucking cool. I thought it was so well made. Um, and I even liked the uh, the showgirl look. Um, it was just like she just does well. Yeah, I I don't know if she's popped for me yet. Not as if she was bad, but you know, just some people you know don't jump out right away. You know, when she introduces herself and then she's like twenty one or twenty two, and she goes, "I'm baby," and she does that little finger thing. I was like, "Don't." Oh, you... but that's a me. I know, but don't you dare. Okay, don't. I know, oh. I know, but don't you like that. Sometimes you see that on like the apps. Sometimes you see like the little finger emoji thing, and to uh-huh. that, it, like that is that is beyond an ick. That is like that's not just like the wet bread of the sandwich. That's like you've dunked the entire sandwich in the ocean. That is ruined. Ugh. I'm sorry. Don't. I've only seen that on Twitch, and it's like it. It's like you know you you put it when it's like. I'm blushing. I'm shy. Uh huh. Sometimes oh. it's that like with the big full eyes. It's like uh huh. Yeah. Oh, baby. I'm, oh, I love her. Uh, <laughs> but it's just like it's it's. So this is less about Aurora and more of like contextually where that comes from. That like oh, oh tee hee. I'm baby. <laughs> I just want to be loved. It's like you know, willow pill. Yeah, you're an adult. <laughs> willow pill. Uh, <laughs> you're a grown ass person. Grown ass person. Um, Pay your council tax. Uh, <laughs> well, this look, this terracotta warrior meets like leather, the 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 kind of flowy fabric. I don't know. I was into it. Uh I was getting Lucy Lou energy. I was like, okay, Aurora. Yeah. Fucking work. She has shingles, so that's good. Shingles, they hurt. They very they painful. Hurt. Very painful. Yeah. My stepdad's very had painful. them. Yeah. Pat's oh, had them. Stepdad? Yeah, Pat's oh. had them. Because your parents got a divorce. Well, I don't right? know if I've mentioned it on this episode, but for anyone who's who's new because they're joining us for Canada season four, I'm also a child of divorce. Oh, is it? 
So oh, I have geez. I have the child of divorce experience. You don't have a husband. Yeah, I don't have a stable father figure. Right. But my stepdad had shingles and it was pretty painful. So it's kind of the same thing. Oh, well, like, you know, I, I want to save the girlfriend experience for last, Mary. I do want let's let's talk about Amy Yancey Chanel first. Let's let's talk about the Beyonce of Ottawa. I just I'm gonna put that on a fucking tote bag. <laughs> the Beyonce of Ottawa. It's just it's because we don't. It's kind of like I don't know. It's it's sort of like being like, oh yeah, I'm the I'm you know I'm the share of um you know I don't know uh, Grand Rapids, the share of Nashville. Yeah, it just it's just such a a weird like it's such a great thing to say. I love it, and that's mm. all I'm gonna say about that. Great. Well, Amy, and I love that her name is Amy. That's my cousin's name. Oh, um, cousin Amy. Yeah. Amy yeah, Mann? Amy. Is that your cousin? <laughs> is your cousin no, Amy no. Mann? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did your cousin do the soundtrack for Magnolia? Oh, my God. Listen, so Amy, uh, I love this opening look. This just like red explosion. Obviously, it was really, really well made, and she wore it really well. I think she's got this... Uh, uh, she got a great personality for reality television, um, so I know that she's going to give give good head, if you will. Um, you know, the showgirl look. I, I don't think anybody really did that well. The showgirl look, except for Cece and uh, the girlfriend experience, if I'm being honest. Um, but the last look, um, you know, you you got to give it to her. You got to give it to her, Mary. She was giving orange crush. Okay. I don't know what was on her head, but I want to know. Oh, yeah. She was representing the Knicks this week, and I really liked that. The Knicks? The Knicks. The orange and the blue. Those are the colors oh of the my Knicks. God. She was giving... <laughs> the basketball? Yeah. Is that a sports ball reference? Yeah, well, it, it, could be, be it could be a concert. It's Madison Square Garden. Yeah, she was... Because it just reminds me, like, growing up in New Jersey, like, there was... There were so many, like, kids with, like, Knicks starter jackets. Oh, you know what I mean? No. Jilly? Jilly? Oh my God! Did, 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 have you ever seen that picture in my in my mother's house of Jilly in the Knicks jersey holding the basketball with the bangs? I mean, I can picture it, picture? so I must have seen it, <laughs> or I just have enough contextual clues that I'm kind of like ChatGPT, and I can just kind of generate that image in my head. Yeah. So yeah, she, she went through. She played. She played. You know, bitty basketball, um, and my dad's company was like the sponsor of the team. So, you know, and she was really short, so she had no business being on that fucking court. But uh, <laughs> she, she, so so, of course, she was like, oh, no, I'm a basketball girl. Uh, and then, like, got, you know, got really into the Knicks. Oh, God. Jilly. Jilly is. I mean, you know, there's that movie Eighth Grade. but They need to have a version of that called Jilly. And it's just <laughs> just like. Welcome to the dollhouse starring Jilly. Like, but it's just like less dark, you know? Mary's a don't know. Jilly's my older sister. And uh, she is by, by 22 months. Yeah. Jilly is she is Jan Brady. She is she really is Jan Brady in a lot of ways. So many ways. So many ways. So She's many she ways. really is sure, Jilly. <laughs> Yeah, Jilly. So anyway, uh, I get what you're saying with the Knicks colors. I just love the scale of this. When she came out, it was like, oh, this is this is what I want on a first episode. If they say best drag, I want scale. 
I want tall. I want to know who you are. She had a meaning for the colors. She had a meaning for everything. It connected to her. I was like, I know more about you. And I got scale. I got size. And that's what I wanted. And I thought it was great. I mean, yeah, I thought it was a great look. I think, yeah, she was just safe this week, but I think she gave a good first impression. No, no, she got a rosebud. I'll say that. She did get. Oh, yeah, she did. She okay, got good. like yes. Tracy's rosebud. No, or Tracy Brad, gave it to Venus. Brad's rosebud. Yeah, Brad. But, you know, Brad's yeah. Brad's been giving that rosebud to everybody. You know what I mean? Like, well, I was going to say Brad's rosebud is pretty loose. Yeah, I was going to say Brad. It's actually like a fake flower because it just has to endure so many different this bloomed rose yeah you know they put those fake little dew drops on it you know on fake flowers they put those little glue dots that look like yes, dew drops yes. i always want to pick them off yeah they're little hemorrhoids yeah, yeah. Just, like, <laughs> just little skin tags you know <laughs> skin tags yeah. that's what that's what polite people call yeah them. oh you've got skin <laughs> tags do you oh can you just go head up the lakeside and see the doctor oh. about your skin tags some piles, if you will. Yeah. Oh, Macy McCruder, she can help you. She's got her doctorate. Um. Okay. Let's let's end our episode talking about the girl. Actually, there's probably other things that we want to wrap up with, but let's talk about the girlfriend experience. I I think you know I agree. It's like it's not the type of drag that I'm normally like you know excited about because it's not you know there's not much look to to the girlfriend experience, right. but the vibe. The oh. energy, just the like, and that says so much. It's just like right off the bat, I just really like the energy, and I just knew right away. I was like, oh, okay, all right, you're great. I love you. I'm very excited about you. I love her in and out of drag. Yeah, like out of drag, I'm like, oh, let's go have milkshakes. You know, mm -hmm. like she's gonna dr pick me up in her Ford Taurus, and then we're gonna go over to Shake Shack. You know? Yeah, I I can I could see that she drives her mom's Ford Taurus for a little while, and then she gets like an old Honda Accord, and it's like a the girlfriend experience. the girlfriend experience. <laughs> she gets like an old Honda Accord, like a or like a a two a two seater or like a, a two door Honda. You know, where if you want to get in the back yeah, seat, or like a Nissan Altima. You yeah, know, like something just like uh affordable, but like mm -hmm. ooh, she's know? got like a champagne Nissan Altima. You know, mm. yeah, it's champagne. It's that champagne. True. Yeah. Yeah. And she's got the little like tape deck adapter that you you put into the tape deck and then you plug it into your your CD Walkman and that's how you can play CDs. She played CDs, yeah. She had the pinstripes on the side. Mm -hmm. She had the 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 adapter. Although she might have asked her dad to put the the CD like their six CD changer in the trunk oh. that connects with the tape deck. I I feel like for Christmas they're gonna surprise her and be like. Go check your car. Where is it? Where is yeah. it, Dad? Check the trunk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Christmas at the well, Experience listen, household, you know? The Experience household. Yeah, yeah, yeah. House of Experience. Yeah. Um, I love that we also might be able to call her the. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, the. the. Hey, the. <laughs> hey, the. Because I, I have thought, like, oh, we're probably going to be talking about her a lot this season, and the girlfriend experience has a lot to say. So, like, how yeah. are we going to, like – Fiddler it, you know. How are we gonna like girlfriend? Girlfriend, girlfriend. Hey, girlfriend. What's girlfriend doing? Yeah. Hey, girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. The. Hey, the. Can I borrow your eyeshadow? Ugh. The for top two. Yeah. The for top two. Absolutely. I'm team the. Team the. Um. She was. She was giving a uh, Paris Hilton energy when she walked in. 
which I love. Mm-hmm. And I also wrote down that Rue would love her. Oh, Rue would love her. Absolutely. I mean, certainly uh. once Rue sees the collaboration between girlfriend, Venus, and Tamara Thomas, I mean, Thomas. that's going to be that like a big three-way dildo, you know? Oh, They're all just backing God. into it. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, Rue would love her. I, I also love the drag idea, the concept that her name is the girlfriend experience. There's so much in there that I love. There's so much about drag that's in there. There's so much that relates to like, you know, being trans. I, I, I just, I love this idea. Oh, the girlfriend experience. Well, and I like the way that it's, you know, uh, with all of that, also the way that it is a, a reference to like a something on the you know on the menu with a sex oh, worker girl. where it's like oh, yeah. I'm gonna completely create a fantasy for you. I'm going to completely embody the fantasy that you want, and it's beyond the look. It's beyond you know like even yes. what I do. It's how I talk to you. It's how I uh, interact with you. Yes. And so I think that's the energy I walk in the room. Right, yes. and I feel like that's ultimately what they want from these drag queens is give me like the next drag superstar experience. Oh, my God. And then that second look, Mary. I, you know, normally I'm just kind of like, you know, like how kind of like how I am with Venus. Like, oh, no padding. Oh, okay, you're naked. Oh, wow, you're naked. But Mary, when she did it, she came out in that blue thing Mm -hmm. and then stripped down to the men's shirt. And then she was fucking totally naked. This is the real Nomi Malone. This is the Nomi Malone. This was this is yeah, what I want. And risque business, literally with the men's yes. shirt. That's the thing. Yes. Wear a men's shirt. You want to be successful? Wear a men's shirt. Wear a men's shirt. Oh. But that, I mean, I that was it for me when she when she had that men's shirt on, and I was like, <sighs> okay, I'm a little less gay. And when she said it, oh, God, she said it so perfectly. She's like, you know, some people do stunts. They do splits. Like, I just have to look. I just have to, like, look at people. Yeah, I said to serve a like, look. Yeah. I have to serve a look. She's exactly right. Like, I didn't really need her to do anything except flip her fucking hair. That is power. And, like, that to me feels uh, so in line with drag. And I'm like, no, it's it's the nuance of what you know of how to flip your hair in that type of way that the girlfriend experience would do. You know what I mean? Like, ugh. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how this translates to, like, next week, the sort of performance challenge. I'm curious if it, like, comes to life as well. I see. You mean, in like, when she has to be, like, a newscaster? Right, when she has to interact with other people, when she has to kind of be a character. Like, how do you apply all of that because you know you could look at someone like gia gun and like she she can serve that same energy but then you put her in an acting challenge and Mm. you know there you go gia's but gia's energy always felt like armor this feels like she she's taking all the armor off you know, it's, and she's just like, come on in. The water's fine. It's more in line with the Sasha Colby where it's like, oh, this is just who yes. you are. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, I just love her. And then to find out more about her in the workroom and that whole experience with I don't know who the politician she was referring to. But, uh, yeah, to get wrapped up in U.S. politics like I don't know. Uh, I had no idea. Well, it was interesting. I mean, it kind of said a lot about when the season was filmed, that there was all this talk about what's going on in the States with the drag bands and whatnot. And Mm. I haven't really, to be honest, I haven't really kept up. But from what I've kind of seen, like, 
I feel like a lot of that ended up flopping. Like, I think I did see recently, like, oh, yeah, Florida, sorry, you, you can't ban drag. Can't happen. If you like, nothing ever came to pass, you know, in Tennessee. Like, it's something that I don't hear about as much. And so I'm curious because all of that was meant to be a distraction. All of that was meant to be. That's what it was. Like, a, yeah. a sort of. RuPaul said it. Best, yeah. And, and meant to stoke, yeah. you know, the flames of people who could get up don't look at the gun laws mm-hmm. look at the drag laws right and yeah. vote for me because of this reason and not for all the other reasons right. that i'm not going to do anything about and Correct. so once all of that kind of flopped it's like i'm curious it's just interesting to see them talking about it in the workroom and during the filming of, the, of this of like oh man what's going on in the states right now and now i almost feel like yeah kind of I, I think i don't know it, it doesn't feel the same to me as it did i don't know a few months ago I, who knows? You know, there might be people, Marys and, uh, you know, Tennessee that are going to be like, nope, still alive and well, or nope, still very dangerous to be trans, right? Like, th- all of that is probably still true. It's just uh, the 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 attack on Drag Queen Story Hour um, is probably at a stalemate at this point, right? Yeah. Maybe drag queens aren't doing it as much, or people just forgot to protest about it. You right. know, maybe they're, they're distracted by new things to be upset about, you know— there could be banned books now that they're worried mm-hmm. about. You know, like there's it, they've moved on to other forms of uh, freedom that they're trying to you know uh, curb. But I, uh, yeah, who knows? It, it's not that I don't think it's still a problem. It, uh, but it is fascinating to hear them talk about it with such um, such an alarm in this workroom mm-hmm. uh, that I can tell when it was filmed. Right, right. Because there was certainly a feeling earlier this year of like, drag's under attack, and I don't think anyone's yeah. really... It's kind of like in terms of where it's safe or not safe to be trans or gay or do drag. It's like, it's kind of dark to say, well, no more than usual. You know what I mean? Uh, it's no more unsafe than usual, right. you know? Right, which is unsafe. That's what I mean. You know, yeah. especially if you're trans. That's what I mean. Like especially if you're trans. Um, um, and that's that's in Brooklyn. That's in you know Minneapolis. That's in cities. Being trans is dangerous, mm-hmm. right? Um, I you know I don't think anybody's kind of um, arguing about that. I mean, particularly with the girlfriend experience, right? Because she she is trans. She's not just a drag queen, right? So, uh, and the point that I think she was making is like they think trans is the same as drag. And so they're conflating the two. They're using drag to attract, you know, a very small population um, and, and making it this big threat. Um, it's not something that, you know, you put on every day. Uh, you know, I th- you know, again, uh, where the conversation went, I thought it was um, uh, better than just living in the, oh, what's going on with drag mm-hmm. in the United States? Eh? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, of like what this is really about. Yeah. Right, right. And I think that's so important, especially for cis gay men to hear about. Because it, it, sometimes it's lost. It's like, oh, well, I like drag queens. It's like, well, you know what it really is stemmed in, right? Right, it's right. It's really stemmed in anti-trans laws. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, I, other things to just kind of mention, we've, you know, we've kind of talked through all of the queens, but I, I have to just mention because Brooke made the reference to like, well, you know, on the runway of it. Well, you know, one of us actually lives in WeHo that thinking oh, of yeah. like eras we lived through, like, remember the like real house gaze of WeHo? What was it called? The real house guys? Try these house guys? The real gaze of WeHo? I, like, what a silly era that we all lived through. Like, every, it was, oh my God. 
and I was cutting off Drag Race, and it was terrible, and Todrick, and I, oh my god, change that order. He doesn't pay his dancers. Oh, he doesn't pay his dancers. Oh my god. They don't even live there. You don't even go here. Oh my gosh, I just... They don't even live in WeHo. What a funny time. Drag Race, release the other footage that you cut. And then they did, and nobody watched it. <laughs> no, I didn't even watch it. Oh, what a time. What a time. Brad Koretsky, right? Yeah. Gretzky. He was on that show. I totally forgot. Yep. Oh, and his bitchy-ass husband. Oh, that cunt. Ugh, what is his name? Gary Janetti. Oh, Gary Janetti. Everybody loves Gary Janetti. I'm like, well, try living with him. Oh, he's miserable. He's going to be mean to you. He's going to be so mean to you. So He's going to be so vicious. Yeah. Fuck up the coffee. I dare you to fuck up the coffee. He will eviscerate you for months. Yes. He'll poop shame you. For years. (laughs) For years. In front of people. Oh, yeah. In front of people. He He'll is, be like, hey, you know, uh, Brad, you going to take one of those massive dumps yeah, again? You're going to go poop in their Jesus. guest bathroom? You, you know, you're going <laughs> to you just save that for me at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he's that type. He's of, awful. That type of monster. He is yeah. a monster. Yeah. He is the worst. <laughs> we talk about. I watch Brad Brad World just to make sure. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, it really like the brat, the mean gay bracket, you know, Josh from Project mm. Runway, Gary Janetti. Like we'd have to really think. Of oh, uh, uh, Jeffrey Moran. Jeffrey Moran. I yeah, mean, yelling at you in the, in the, yelling limo, at you on the, the limo on the way home. I mean, who is the meanest gay? Oh, God. Uh yeah, who's there's got to be another. There's got to be more. Um, oh, well, I guess when Todrick is the choreographer, he's pretty mean. Oh, he's so mean. Yeah, yeah. He and needlessly, mean. needlessly mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mike Ruiz is he kind of mean? He's kind of mean. He, well, you, right? you know what? I would say Mike Ruiz. I, I didn't. I think that he was maybe more neutral. But I think that other guy Billy B. I think was a bitch. I think. Oh, Billy B was a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Billy B was a bitch. Um the cut print Emmy guy was a bitch. Match Max um, Max Muchnick. Max Muchnick. Yes, Max Match Match Muchnick. Um oh, the choreographer in Philippines. <gasps> oh, uh uh Doug? Doug, Mr. Doug was definitely mean. Oh god. He he made me tremble. I was... And it, it was filmed, you know. Eight months prior. Eight months and 4,000 miles away, and I was trembling. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, um, what else is here? Uh, Oh, we get a really great little discussion about, um, I think it's between Kitten and one of the other queens. And he was like, oh, you know, you're... You're, I do the six o'clock show. You do the eleven o'clock show because you know by eleven I'm in bed. Oh, and then I wrote that down. I was like, oh, a six o'clock show. Oh my god, that sounds lovely. Can you imagine? Just like leave work, go see a six o'clock show, leave by yeah, seven, yeah, home by yeah. seven thirty, seven forty-five, snacks by eight. Yeah, why not? You know, I listen. If you have an eight o'clock slot in New York City you're coming up, right? You're probably not, it's all, your money is only really coming from tips. You're trying to build an audience because the, 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 the slot to get is the 11 o'clock slot. And I will say this, there is room 
for the eight o'clock slot, folks. There's room for this six o'clock Canadian polite time um, for that type of drag, for that type of queen, for that type of audience. We don't want to just see, you know, crotch bangers. You know, I want to see you answer an invisible telephone at 6.15 in the evening. Yeah. Yes. I want to see a stuffed cat and they make jokes about their pussy over there in the corner. Mm -hmm. You know, walk your stuffed cat around the bar and the sun hasn't even set yet. That's right. I love this. Uh, Well, we also, you know, I think we we made some jokes about Tegan and Sarah, but uh, man, was I not joking. Do I feel seen? By having <laughs> Tegan and Sarah come in and go, hi, Queens. It's Tegan, Tegan and, Sarah, and Sarah, in case you didn't know. Hi, it's Tegan and Sarah. Hi. Hey, guys. Hi, Queens. It's Tegan and Sarah. It's Tegan and Sarah. Could you tell by our raincoats? Could you tell by our LLB and raincoats? Hey, hi, Queens. Hi. It's Tegan and Sarah. Tegan and Sarah. We, um, we're just prepared in case anyone's basements flood. Uh. Our mom taught us that. <laughs> she loves Drag Race. Uh, love them. Loved all of this. Um, well, anyway, we have a kind of we have a bottom three near enough Melinda and Sissy, which I could see coming. Um, and then obviously the top was Venus and Denim. Uh, you know, shout out to Kiki. But uh, Venus and Denim were the top. Venus wins. They lip sync to feel it in my bones. I guess you were feeling Venus on this lip sync. Um. You know, I think at this stage, I wasn't really invested in anyone. I think it was, I think okay. that's the other, I mean, it's like whenever it's a lip sync for the top two, I'm kind of like, especially like, it's the other side of like, nobody goes home this week is then the lip sync for the top two in the first week. I'm like, okay, you know, yeah, whoever wins. Cool. Uh, get that shopper's drug mart money, girl. Um, I, yeah, it's a, it's a, a Tiesto remix of Field in My Bones that I thought, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I was. I, I thought it it lent itself to a lot of Dragula, which you know, bat hands. You know what I mean? It, it mm. lent itself to a lot of um, Kate Bush kind of, you know, flopping your hands yeah. around. You know, a little bit of Stevie Nicks choreography. You know? Oh, I see. <laughs> yes. So that's my Stevie Nicks. Oh, it was, that was beautiful. Um, yeah. <laughs> by a landslide, folks. This wins best oh, Stevie Nicks oh, documentary. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it brought me down. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> well, I'm never going back again, I'll tell you that much. Uh, oh, wow. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. <laughs> I'm, you know, I've been, I, every once in a while, I, I, I watch some live performances of Fleetwood Mac on YouTube. And I got to tell you, I love live performances of Fleetwood Mac. It's like, I think I'm, I think it's like the proof that I'm turning into, like, I don't know an older man is like, I really enjoy live performances of Fleetwood Mac. Mary, you know, go your own way. Uh, that's all I got to say. I am. My dad, my dad gives, um, discourses just when I'm, if you are in the car with my father, he will put on Fleetwood Mac and he will just talk as long as he can talk about Linda Ronstadt. He will talk about Fleetwood Mac changing the face of rock music and music in general. Uh, he will talk your ear off. You guys should talk. We should, because I love to watch like more recent performances of like never going back again. And it's incredible because it's like about their relationship and 
oh she's just like such a like incredible like a, like harmonizing with him on the co- on the chorus and then he has that whole guitar solo that's so incredible oh it's one of my favorite things on youtube i would talk to your dad well, in a don't second don't stop mary yeah don't stop no i'm not gonna stop i'm gonna call my friend rihanna <laughs> rihanna well i Rhiannon. call her rihanna because we go back and we have a joke you know well you know th- you know stand back talk about it on monday morning okay we might we might we might talk about it on tuesday you could talk to me Landslide. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Google's Fleetwood uh, Mac songs. Um. <laughs> oh God! You never stop the chain, Mary. Um, all right. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, the this BSA, Mary. Who's the BSA this week? Obviously, it's the 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 yeah. yeah. You got to give it to you got to give it to the Biella. Yeah. The girlfriend experience was a very clear PSA for me this week. Ooh, what an impact. Just like, bam, kablam, uh, you know, blink and you'll miss it. Right. I, I just feel like the fact that the girlfriend experience wasn't first or second didn't win, uh, you know, all that, like you might miss the girlfriend experience, but it was a really big part of this opening for me and why I'm excited about this. Uh, season in general i'm excited about denim i'm excited about kiki i'm excited about kitten i'm excited about aurora and certainly the girlfriend experience those are the ones i'm kind of like feeling by this episode i i just want to see if sissy's basic falls ass over tits again and her tits fall out like i just oh my god i i could say that that is like a runner-up for bsa because that was just so funny there's just something about the lamp the (laughs) lamp i mean there's something about the beat of somebody's tits falling out that i think is so funny and it's like somebody's shoe falling off when they fall like i just think that is so funny and um so that's that's got to be worth something yeah well, Marys, if you have any thoughts on this premiere episode of Canada's Drag Race Season 4, you can reach out to us on Instagram at AllRightMaryPod. You can email us at AllRightMaryPodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the web at www.AllRightMary.com. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Johnny Also. And you can hear more of me talking about BSAs like The Girlfriend Experience on the Best Supporting Podcast, uh, where I clean out on Best Supporting Actresses. And you can find me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And you can find more of both of us, including the full coverage of Canada's Drag Race Season 4 this season, our continuing coverage of Drag Race Season, Drag, Drag Race UK Season 5, and our Only Marys episodes like The Ants of Drag Race, all at patreon.com slash allrightmary. All right, Mary. Well, our last chance lip sync this week in honor of uh, the twins themselves, Tegan and Sarah. I thought this would be an appropriate last chance lip sync. It's also a bop. Uh, It's called I'm Not Your Hero. And it's, you know, uh, kind of an homage to gay icons not choosing to be role models. And uh, but they're still on your side. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is by Tegan and Sarah. It is absolutely by Tegan. Oh, 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 yeah. I, you know, I heard them on the soundtrack to season one of uh, Up by the Lakeside but before Macy McCruder came back. Oh, is that before she came yeah, back? Yeah, she was on, She was down doing the Alberta, uh, you know, uh, Philharmonic. She was doing a show over there. Well, uh, you know, great. We'll go back to Calgary and uh, maybe get, get, 
get our hands into that stampede. You know? Yay, don't scare the balls. All right, all right, Mary. You know, we're going to come from away, you know? Yeah. Uh, welcome to The Rock. <laughs> and Totsies. <laughs> <laughs>